Podcast 40 Acres in the Mill, and I am your host, Nani B. Day I don't know of quarantine. How y'all doing? Y'all hanging in there? Y'all all right? Man. Y'all still in the house? Well, let's rock out to some of this coronavirus radio. Oh, man, fuck corona. Oh, man. Ooh, bitch, you got coronavirus. Ooh, shit, you got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. I'ma chill at the crib cause I'm safe here. I ain't even about to drink me a corona beer. I'm about to stay at the crib for about a year. And I ain't coming back out until this shit clear. I done bought me a mask and a lot of gloves. And I still feel like that is not enough. I ain't shaking no hands, I don't wanna hug. Make sure you wash your hands with a lot of love. So if you got that CV, they gon' find you. If you coughing, I ain't trying to be around you. I ain't even trying to stand beside or behind you. I'ma try to help them motherfuckers find you. I ain't even about to hop on no plane. I ain't even about to stand in the rain. I ain't getting on no train. I ain't even about to drive in my lane. I'm about to stay in the house and play the game. Bitch, move, bitch, you got coronavirus. Ooh, shit, you got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with That's G Mac Cash out of Detroit with coronavirus, y'all. Ain't that shit funny? Y'all been doing a really good job. Y'all talented. Coronavirus has really taught me a lot. Who would have ever thought? Who would have ever thunk it, you know? You know, I'm one of those people that watch business news. So I've been knowing for roughly a year and a half that a recession was coming. But I had no idea that the recession was going to be directly connected to coronavirus. Nor did I know that we would be on house arrest for three months. God damn. I feel like a teenager again. Could I at least have fucking done something? Damn. A bitch should have at least stole out of Walmart or something. The kids home bored. Getting on your nerves. What y'all over there doing? Have you guys found anything productive to do? Let me tell you why I asked that. So my little sister, the last one of my mom's seven kids, is now in college. She's 20 years old. She just had a birthday. But it took for her, the last one of my mom's seven kids, to go off to college and realize that she knows absolutely nothing about life for everyone to finally get what I've been saying since I was in high school about myself and my siblings. So we're going to explore that. Baby girl is 20 years old, okay? So she went to this little small college, lived on campus, um, and she was like 18, 19 when she went. She graduated and went straight to college. Um, and now with all of this coronavirus going around, sis at home, like, I don't really know nothing. I don't really know how to do nothing. It was last year that... 
I encouraged her and gave her step-by-step instructions to actually go to the bank herself, walk to the bank and not wait on a ride because the bank is actually less than a mile from you. Actually walk down to the bank with your information. Here's a couple of dollars. Go down there and open an account. You're an adult now. Do you have a license? Do you have a state ID? I gave her some money for a license around Christmas. She said uh, she spent it on uh, Christmas stuff because she, she don't be getting a lot of money. Okay, so get a job. Well, I don't know how to get a job. So I see two problems with that right off the bat. Because when I was 15 years old, I used to walk a mile uphill to work. I hate to sound like I'm look, 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 I sound like I'm way back in the 60s. I used to walk a mile, three miles through the snow to school. You know, and I'm not trying to make it sound like that, but as you already know, back in the day, they was realer than us. You know, they was going through more real shit and they was handling it in more real ways. It's, that's just what it is. Back in the day, they expected for me and you, and I'm born in 88, baby. I'm 31 years old. I'm You talking to 31 Savage. I'm only going to be Miss 32 Flavors come September, baby. Okay, you're not talking to someone who is old. Our generation, you know... <laughs> Crack took over in the 80s. We was raising churn as churn in the 90s. So we had to know how to get a job early. Shit. Damn, they had to get an overnight job in third grade. Your fucking siblings need Similac. Where mama at? And in no way, shape, or form is that shit right. But because of that, it pushed us to go out there and seek the information. Why? Because we needed it. You understand? But then we got to a point where we wanted our children to have better than what we had. So then you bought them shit instead of taught them shit. So now I'm dealing with a 20-year-old that I'm having to tell her the reason why you have an overdraft on your account is because you can't be spending money that you don't have on the fucking card. It's not a credit card. And even a credit card you have to pay back. But... It was not like that before. When we were coming up, the boys in our peer group cut grass on the weekends. I ain't seen a little boy cut grass in damn near 10 years. Do y'all even make children that go outside? The last little boy I seen cut grass is a grown-ass man with churn now. Goddamn shit got what the, what the hell, what? Don't none of these kids have a summer job. Just sit around like what the old folks call a knot on a log. Just sit around all day like a knot on a log. What is wrong? Parents, older siblings, aunties, uncles. You Come on now. Come on now. This is between me and you. You might be the dummy that we talking about. Or you might be the cool auntie, uncle, you know, friend of the family like me. That's smart. Everybody don't have it. You got to get out here and talk to these kids. Or sign them up for my camp, Dream Life Academy. That's what we're talking about. We're teaching them basic skills, life training, making small meals, cleaning up after yourself, home economics, budgeting, self-esteem, body image, hygiene, career assessment, vocational skills, trade versus college. If you don't know the information, pick up my book, Things I Learned from White Folks. That's the first title of my series, 40 Acres in the Mill. The second title is coming this summer on Juneteenth. Be on the lookout for it. We got to get out here and talk to these kids. 
This is absolutely ridiculous. And did not look back on myself. I actually remember the night I had to leave home. I had been asking my mama for my personal information because I was trying to set up a bank account. They were allowing me to set up a student account because I was underage at Bank of America. That's the only reason why I still fuck with their flaky ass because they tried to play me on the um, overdraft fees too. And I'll tell you about that. So I'm trying to open this bank account at 17. I'm trying to use my college information and all of this stuff. And, you know, I was allowing my mama to keep up with my paperwork because, look, I was a latchkey kid. But somebody else had to have the key because I lose all my important shit. So I would allow my mama to keep up with it. And then, of course, I wasn't even 18 yet. So I just wasn't that type of person. Still not. So I go to my mom. I had been trying to get my stuff for like days on end. She refused to give it to me. Why? Because I had to seek information outside of her and go ahead on my own. This shit turned into a whole fight about this. So what she called the police on me. And I was just like, you know, it don't even matter because I'm moving out. So at that time, I had been working three jobs. I worked at a hair salon, washing hair and sweeping at Lavelle. Shout out to Lavelle's and Marietta. You know, I love Lavelle. Okay. So I also was babysitting for these white folks in Roswell. Shouts out to them. Um, And I was also working at the mall. What the name is the mall in Kennesaw? Because I think I was working at the Gap. I worked at the Gap, but I think it was at the mall in Kennesaw. So I was like all over, you know, the metro Atlanta area and then um, in the suburban areas doing this. Needless to say, I had options. So I just went to talk to Lavelle. He knew an old man who had just bought some apartment buildings and he was renovating them over there on Lemon Street back there in the hood. So I went over there and got me an apartment straight like that and got the fuck on. And that's young, before the age of 18. Do you understand what I'm saying? These My sister right now ain't got no job, ain't got no clue, don't know what's going on. Talking about she want to get an apartment. I say, I, I pity a fool. I pity a fool. I had the first eviction I got, I was in college. Dropped out of college, was like, fuck it, I'm going to just go into the workforce. Applied to another school out of state, got accepted, left the apartment to go to school and live on campus out of state. Picked up that student loan and that eviction in one fell swoop. Why are we not talking to the children about this? Why not? Because I had to battle that shit for some time. You understand what I'm saying? A bitch credit was sitting on gangster lean for years and years. And that is hard to come up out of, especially as a young adult in the black community who was not given the proper tools and proper channels to navigate out of poverty. Hear me, hear me well. Because the fact that my mama didn't even help me set up my bank account, you know she couldn't help me with the $432 in overdraft fees that I collected straight out the gate on my first account at Bank of America. I had to go and I said, something is wrong. Something has to be wrong. I'm looking at the amount on the ATM machine. This was before all the apps and all that. I'm looking at the amount on the ATM machine and you're telling me, oh no, that's a delayed display. So what I'm using to track my money and my expenses is incorrect. What are you trying to tell me? So after that, I went straight up in the bank and I said, do whatever it is that you have to do to make sure that I never get another overdraft fee, period. My sister right now talking about she got a negative $62 in her account. She didn't got two overdraft fees. 
So I didn't know they charge you thirty something dollars for overdraft fee. I thought they just charge you like the little couple of dollars, whatever. Yeah, you thought. Okay? No, you got to pay them for their time for you thinking you was gonna try them, okay? Which is a goddamn shame because they already know that the person don't have the money in their account to pay for the item. So they know good and goddamn well the person doesn't have an extra 30 to $35 to pay for an overdraft fee. But they don't care. This is the information that we have to share with each other. The first $10,000 I ever saved up was me saving my income tax three years in a row. So imagine what it felt like. When one of those years, Sally Mae snatched my motherfucking income tax, bitch. Yeah! Come on now. And when you coming up and sometimes that's your only come up. That's why I had to get a fucking clue. Okay. Number one, I had to start balling on the budget. Y'all need to go pick up this ebook. Go to Tennis of the Treehouse. At the top, when you go to the catalog, you need to go to my grimoire. Go to the grimoire. Click on books and courses, pick up that balling on a budget. I'm telling you, it will change your life. Not only do I help you with the finances, I help you with the mental part of it. Because a lot of that shit is rooted and it stems deeper than you just letting the money burn your hand. You know what I'm saying? It's rooted in other emotional things. Get that. It's $20. But see, these are the types of things that I talk to the kids about at camp. These are the type of things that I always talk to my younger siblings about when they were in high school. But then here come my mama. Leave them turn along. You them they got time. They don't have to be worried about that. This, this, that, and the third. Same way my sister caught up now. Because for one, this is what I told her to do. I said, You want to go to college? Go to my alma mater. I graduated from Georgia State University. Why don't you just go downtown and live on campus, get your little psychology degree, get you a job. You could get on the train because you don't know how to drive. Why don't you just go down there? Because you also want to act and, you know, do the little black Hollywood shit on the side. So it's easy to get to everything from where you are. And a lot of the acting and shit takes place downtown. Where my mama tell her to go? To somewhere the fuck in Barnesville, fucking Georgia, bitch. A small little Gordon College in Barnesville. What? Do they even have psychology? <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know. I don't know the school like that. You know, I never even been. I didn't even never go to the school, so I can't even talk shit. But I'm just like, you know, you you know how college, uh, I got to rep my alma mater. So, uh-uh. Baby, a degree is a degree. Trust me. Okay? But I still have to rep your school. What's the name of your school? Okay, if you're from New Orleans, then you know what I'm talking about. But, I mean, why would anyone want to go to college in the woods, bitch? Uh-uh. No. It's hard enough to go to college in the ghetto where some of them HBCUs be at. Trust me. I done took the tours. It's hard enough to do that. But you want me to go into college into the fucking woods? Like, I'm not finna do this motherfucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre bullshit with you. Like, I'm asking her, why would you even listen to her, mama? That motherfucker ain't been to college since 1987. What the fuck she gonna tell you about college today? 
Y'all know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be funny, but your girl went to Xavier one year, bitch, if that. Probably one semester to do nursing. What the fuck does she know about you going to school in fucking Georgia? Like, in the new millennium. Like, uh, girl, girl, please hold the fucking phone. Y'all, y'all that got my motherfucking nerves worked up. I done went a little blunt. I'm like, girl, because this is the type of shit I deal with in my household when everybody think they know better than me. I'm the only one with a motherfucking college education. Not saying that make you smart. I'm not saying that shit make you smart, but that mean you can complete something. Fuck. What y'all did? One of my sisters got a associates in fashion and merchandising, and the other one, she built her business off of um, certificates in the beauty and aesthetics industry. And I have a bachelor's degree in journalism, minor in film and video. So that's a mass communications degree. So it ain't like it's a psychology degree. It ain't like I'm out here, a doctor saving the world. But the point is, I know how to go somewhere. I know how to follow fucking directions. And I know how to sit until the shit is complete. And that's more than can be said for a lot of people. That goes a long way in life. Trust me. But what I want you guys to understand is how that happened for me. Like, how did that take place in my life? It only took place because I started young. People started talking to me young. I will never forget. I was in first grade at Bienville Elementary School. And my teacher's name was Miss Condiff. If anyone in New Orleans knows Miss Condiff, let her know. That she's loved and she's still being thought about and she's still being talked about. And please direct her to this podcast, okay? So, Miss Condiff, if you participated in class throughout the week and your behavior was good, she would pay you to come to work every day. Because really, that's all this shit is. They send your children to school for eight hours a day to prepare them to replace you in the workforce for eight hours a day. That's, that's just what it is. So, <laughs> surprise! <laughs> so, because she understood that, she started preparing us for that in first grade. That's why knowledge is power, and that's why we need teachers out here. And sometimes I feel bad because I tell y'all all the time, when I was a kid, I just wanted to be a teacher so bad. But they don't be paying y'all really nothing. So I was like, uh-uh, I went for entertainment because that was more of a passion for me. I figured I'd probably get bored teaching. But with my summer program, I realized I'm super creative. I'm such a child when it comes down to using my imagination that I'm so good at this shit, I might as well just go into teaching. I could even open a school. I have so many ideas. But, you know, soon come, those things are on the horizon for me. But it started with Miss Condiff. So she was paying us every day to come to class. And then at the end of the week, she would pull out this marketplace that she created. You guys, it was just like being a kid in a candy store. It was like being a Chuck E. Cheese. So now you get to take your money and you get to use it at the end of the week. And I would always save some of my money. It was like Monopoly money. I'd always like save it to the following week. Or if I saw something big that I wanted, I'd save it up over time. Like this is what this first grade teacher was providing for us. Think about this. All these years later, now going in September, being 32 years old, remembering this, this being a starting point of understanding money, working for money, the marketplace, survival, budgeting. Come on now, it starts somewhere and it needs to start at home. 
These kids run around here with a $500 weave on their head, $1,100 iPhone in their hand. The shoes probably $200 just so they could do what? Be on Instagram talking about it? But you can't invest in a $9 ebook. You can't invest in a $18, $20 ebook, $25 ebook, a $50 course to teach your child the next steps that they need to take. Y'all get all that money for them churn when them taxes come back. Y'all about to get all that money for them churn when the stimulus check come back. Y'all don't put nothing aside for them churn. Some of y'all churn get a check every motherfucking month from SSI. And you ain't got shit to show for it. The least you could be doing is putting half of it to the side. By the time this motherfucker is 18, hopefully they slow ass could go ahead and start a real life. But they won't be able to if your slow ass don't put them on the right path. Lord, these churn is in danger. Black kids can't even have super sweet 16s no more. And you know, I'm talking to a certain group of people. You know, I'm not talking to everybody. I would like to go ahead and just say this. When I'm speaking, I'm speaking to our ghetto youth. I'm speaking to those of us who came up out of poverty because it's still a bunch of people in our peer group. They need to get to where we at. So as we keep on climbing, I'm still referring back to that mindset. Okay. Some of us, we up here. We 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 out of there. You know what I'm saying? We preparing ourselves for our children to be able to have sweet 16. Okay. What the fuck they preparing their children to do? Rob your churn out their motherfucking new car they got for their birthday? Like, what? come on. We got to get our whole community together. It's all of our problem. But it starts in each home. Each one, teach one. And if you know you the brainiac of the family, because sometimes it's just like that, please just talk to as many children in your family as possible. Like, we, everybody, I mean, come on now. No one man is going to save the world. But if each one of us does our part, imagine what type of world that would be. None of us can do everything, but we all can do something. You understand what I'm saying? And I want you guys to think about that. Coming up, I didn't have anyone telling me, yeah, you should do this. Take this path. Do it this way. Oh, yeah, I know someone that can plug you in with that. Not at all. Okay, I had to go to college. That was the only outlet that I saw. I really went to college until I could figure it out. Every time I thought I figured it out, I dropped out. So I was like, well, let's just go ahead and finish. You're almost done. You ain't figured it out yet. Shit, get the degree. See what the degree could do for you. By that time, I'd taken the internship and a door had opened up for me. Not everyone will take the same path. I do understand that. But it is your job as an elder in the family or, you know, whoever you are to that child or to that young adult to set them on the right path. So I'm telling my little sister, I'm like, you don't understand what you have before you. There was no one I could run to who had an answer. There was no one I could run to who had an outlet. There was no one I could run to who had resources. You are the youngest of seven kids, of which I am the oldest. Me, of all people. Wow. Sis, if you don't use that to your advantage, you got to be dumb. You know what I'm saying? I'm here telling you, this is the life that you could have. You could transfer from your little school, go to GSU, live downtown on campus, get you a job, work after school, do your auditions on the weekend, 
Take the train wherever it is that you're trying to go. While you're in school for those next three years, or if it's going to take four years, however long it will take, save up your income tax. Don't be out here trying to get an apartment that you get eviction on your credit. Don't be out here taking out all these many different student loans and not realizing that you have to pay all that shit back or that's going to be on your credit for a very long time. Okay? If you're taking out any loans, that little refund money that you keep on saying that you get back, put that back into uh, either building a business or put it back into paying off the loan as soon as you can. I told her if she got a job, you know, I wouldn't mind getting a, a little credit card. Well, she could open a credit card. I help her keep up with her, you know, long as she only spending 30% or under on it. You know what I'm saying? By the time she ready to get a car, whatever she coming with, I'll match it. Fuck, you never know. I might just go ahead and get her the car. But the thing about it is people are willing to help those that are helping themselves. And closed mouths don't get fed. You have to speak up and talk to somebody. The things that you want to know, there may be someone that I know that could help you. You never know. I was telling her about this time where young, oh my gosh, y'all, this is a goddamn headache. Young, older women, women, listen. Oh my God. Men, you can listen to, but women, hear me out. One time I was dating this little juvie, bitch. I don't know what I was doing. I have never liked younger men. I've always liked older men. Even when I was a girl, oh my gosh, even when I was a younger woman, you know the older women would always say, oh, I could tell you already have to be with a man like 10 years your senior because, girl, please, you were y'all of the league. You got that too, right? Okay, so why you still playing with little boys? Okay, back to the story. <sighs> this young man lost his job at Walmart. That's why I met him, you know, talking big game. He had a big thing, but that that just that just simply does not make you a man. It's many more things to life than that, okay? So, he had to lost his job. I'm taking him to job interviews. I'm taking him down to job court and all this shit like this. You don't have no car, all this extra shit. But he young. And you know when you young, you, you be up and down like that. So, I'm kind of accepting it. But at that point, it's like 24 and 27. I'm way, and bitch, my matriculation way higher than most people. So, my 27, like 35. This is like... I'm feeling like R. Shelley, bitch. You won't talk about him. Somebody called the cops. I was not feeling right about it. That's why I can't fucking understand how y'all could be fucking with them little young ass dudes. Okay, so Buddy didn't have no job. And I ain't even going to tell a lie. I did pay one of his bills. I did. But see, the following month when I seen you wasn't doing nothing but playing Call of Duty the whole month. And your bills was coming up. Oh, no, bitch. Who? Who I look like? You better make a payment plan, bitch. And you better get on the good foot and go find you a job. Because you not, uh-uh, mm-mm, Y'all, guess what happened? So, <laughs> I take him down to job one or whatever it's called on Jefferson Highway. And it's around the time of Mardi Gras coming up. So, you know, they got the little jobs for cleaning up after Mardi Gras. Bitch, I work in entertainment. And I was on hiatus. And I was like, damn, I never thought about who clean up all that shit after Mardi Gras. I do it, shit. It was fair good. You know me, shit, bitch. I don't give a damn, bitch. I hit a lick, flip a brick, suck a dick, bitch. I do whatever I got to do. I eat my bread and I eat it on time, okay? So, I'm like, okay. I take him down there. The fucking job is beneath him. Can y'all believe this? The job is beneath this nigga. 
You wasn't doing nothing but a stalker at Walmart. These souls done filled your head out with nothing but fucking lies and allegations, bitch. This is crazy. I couldn't, I mean, I thought a man was like, if a man don't work, he don't eat. I thought he understood that. I thought a man was going to go get it by any means. But it's like, the children are being raised differently. You understand what I'm saying? I'm a business owner right now. And you could tell me, I heard of some money around the corner. Bitch, who? First thing in my mind, like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? I'm about to look out the back window, see if I can see anything. Bitch, is the police vehicles around there? Because I might have to go peek. You know, so that was baffling me. But anyway, so long story short, I was like, I can't, I'm flying down the street. I can't understand what a motherfucker can't do with this. I'm I'm, I'm, blow, I'm turning the music up loud, loud, loud. Jay-Z a road nigga, blah, 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 blah. You know, they don't want no money. I'm just going off ham, ham, ham on the phone. I'm just, I'm tearing the motherfucking car up trying to speed to get this bitch the fuck out my car. Anytime you feel like you too good for a job, any kind of job is better than none of where you got bills and you looking at me. Sayonara. So anyway, girl... Why we riding together and he's like, oh, that dude right there, he, I used to work with him and I'm like, well, you know what you need to do? You need to reach out to him and see if they have any openings or whatever. He was like, man, I'm not about to be. I was like, shit, pretty much I let him know this your last straw, my nigga. Either you going to speak and see what's going on over there or you could get the fuck out and you could walk. Really? <laughs> you heard me? Girl, I don't play. Girl, oh. So I pull right the fuck over. Hey. So when the dude came over, he didn't have no choice. He was like, yeah, he was like, oh, what? Where you been there? They, they knew each other, called each other name. That's you, blah, 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 dapping up. He like, where you working at now? He was like, man, I used to be over there at Walmart, but I'm looking for another job. He like, man, we got a few openings. Um, Our old manager, she just left. We got a new manager. She's super cool. Man, go up there right now, get the application, and uh, here's my phone number. Take my phone number down tomorrow. Just come up there. I'm going to be up there. Give me your application. I'm going to take it in the back. I'm going to bring the manager out for you. Just like that, right there on the spot. I took him, got his application. The following day, I dropped him off. He worked that night and was working from then on. And I got the fuck on out his motherfucking life, bitch. He was a headache for a couple of months. I had the girl, I, who? Raising a man is hard, bitch. I wish y'all do it from birth. God damn, this was a grown-ass toddler, grown-ass 16-year-old. What is this? There are a lot of grown dummies out here. There are a lot of functioning idiots out here. And a lot of people who just are ignorant. And ignorance is bliss. Okay, when you don't know nothing, it's easy to be happy with what's going on around you. Even if you, even if it just doesn't look right. You don't know any other way. So it's like, it's important for us who know better to talk to the ones that don't know better. During this quarantine, we need to be having real conversations with the youth about their futures. I was reading an article and there was a mom who started a job fair and turned everyday household chores into different job positions. You know what? I think I have the clip. Let's listen mom in georgia i don't know if you heard about this she came up with quite the creative way to teach her kids about the real world her name is shakitha marion mcgregor she started a job fair 
She started in her own home for her three children, six years old, 10 years old, 13. Um, she decided to, to make help wanted ads for a kitchen manager, lead housekeeper, it. and laundry supervisor. She had them complete job applications. She had that. them do interviews. Uh, two of her kids applied for the lead housekeeper position. Oh, that's funny. But Serenity, the six-year-old, she got the job because she said that she could start right away. Uh, apparently, the 13-year-old, Jakeem, said he needed a few days because he wanted to hang out with his friends. So. I'll be on that interview in a couple of days. I just have some things to do. You know, it's actually a good idea. I'm going to seal this, the interviewing part. Like, if you sit down and interview your child, you might be amazed at what kinds of things they say to put yourself in a different... That's true. Put them in a different light to see. Sometimes we'll have kids on the show, and I'll say, how old are you? And they're the same age as my kids, and I'm like... Man, can my kids sit right? and do that? They're so well spoken. Well, yeah. it's funny that the third child there, she actually spoke in a British accent because she thought it would get her the job. No way. <laughs> yeah. What? That's my kind of house. The third one is six years old, and she spoke in a British accent, much better than mine, simply to get the job. How the hell she know to bring something more to the table? And y'all sitting up in there like, well, why should we hire you? Or, I mean, because y'all call me. I mean, <laughs> y'all sound stupid. I didn't come in here. Y'all call me. Y'all was the ones thirsty. Like, I'm trying to figure out when we going to get it together, y'all. When are we going to get these young adults, these young black people, the new leaders of the black community on the right page? That's the only way to take it to the next level. Okay? Some of you grown folks still need to get this training. A lot of you grown folks actually but it starts so young. It starts so young. And it's the type of stuff that I teach in my camp. This is the type of stuff that you could be working on with your children right now. Don't let them come out of high school not understanding taxes. Don't let them come out of high school not understanding how rent and light bill and how the everyday household things are run. Don't let your boys come out of high school not Pumping the gas for females, opening doors, changing tires for themselves, learning how to change the oil on their car. You know, some stuff fix the sink. Damn, unclimb the toilet. That shit should be easy. You know, let's get it together. We had to go through the BS a couple of rounds before we got it right. Okay, now that we have it right, they shouldn't have to go through that many cycles. They may have to go through one cycle because they may not be listening. They may be listening to other people. Just how my sister listened to my mom and went over there to the school. And now she's like, well, I guess I need to try to get somewhere closer to the city. People. I don't know why black people, I understand, want to live in the suburbs and stuff like that. And sometimes the suburbs is on the outskirts. But if you don't have your children somewhere that's like on a public transit line, close to public transit, and you do not provide them transportation, then you are putting them at a great disadvantage. And it's just that simple. So if you're going to go to college and you don't have your own mode of transportation, why the hell would you choose a college that is not on the bus line or not doesn't have the train, the border or something? It doesn't make sense. It's not conducive for a productive environment. I even went online and I bought Derek Grace game, um, the in-home banking board game, which I call the Black Monopoly. You know, I haven't played it yet, but that's what it puts me in the mindset of. We have to get into the mode of making education fun for our children. They love entertainment. They love singing. They love dancing. 
That's why the Gifted and Lit is like the black schoolhouse rock. You know, that's why it does so well, because it infuses the music and the dancing with the education. So look into that. You know, they have ABC Mouse because of the quarantine. ABC Mouse is doing the deal. That's for the smaller kids. K through 12. You can just have that at home anytime as a homeschooling tool. Just sign your kid up. Um, They have Google Class. You know what I'm saying? In the Google Suite. So these are the things that you should be looking into right now. Do a career assessment on your child. You know, look that up online. They could be doing that. It just ask a series of questions about what they like to tell them the type of work, the line of work that they should go into. Don't forget about civil service workers. That's a test that you could take at the city. These are all the things that I talk about in my book. You need to cop it. Come on now, y'all wasting time. Do not come out of this quarantine without a new skill. Because what that would mean is you never lacked the time. You only lacked the discipline. So until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.